Before we get started with today's podcast, we'd like to ask returning listeners to leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, share a link to this podcast with friends or family who would enjoy hearing our weekly discussions about basketball and basketball culture. Now, on to the show. Yeah, isn't it amazing when Michigan can keep this game to a 19-foot, 9-inch game inside that three-point line? It's all there. Welcome to the 19.9 podcast, the best and maybe only retro college basketball podcast. I'm Aaron Meyer. I'm here with my co-host, Josh Barnett. What's up, Josh? What's up? What's up? He's showing off some Seattle Supersonics gear that Bry Vogel is going to be jealous <laughs> of. Man, I'm actually, why is he jealous? I'm jealous of that. Look, it's dope. I love I, it. I might keep it. I might keep it. Don't tell him. <laughs> it's going to be like the, the hat that everyone tries to steal. It'll be up on his shelf and someone tries <laughs> to take it. Yep. It will be, become a So today's a show, game. we got uh, a mashup involving your release of the Danny Manning and the Miracles slash Heinrich Collison Final Four Kansas Jayhawks. And I, I honestly just wrote like Kansas on, on this one because this is the, I mean, every you guys make everyone feel great, but Kansas is just, they're, they're on another level, right? Yeah, but the, the Danny Mannings aren't coming for another oh. month. <laughs> Does that mean I need to start over? I, I, might not, I might not watch games, Meyer, but I at least know the products that are dropping for these things. Uh, right. This is showing my so professionalism. I don't, another, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear another word about me not being prepared for these things. <laughs> well, you know. No, so we're dropping, uh, or we dropped, I should say. Um, the 91 Adonis Jordan, Mark Randall, um, that group, uh, from 91 that got beat by Duke in the national championship. But that was one of the crazier stories as I was researching it too, which I'm sure we'll get into. So that was a lot of fun with the 91 shorts and then, uh, the O3s, like you said, and then we have a special release lined up coming for the final four for the 88 Danny Mannings, but our practice shorts that we also launched, our 1988 oh, uh, practice shorts. That's so. that's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows those practice shorts from eight. You didn't know that. <laughs> Good recovery though, right? That's key to key to life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, Kansas. So I mean, I started here with with them, and I'm like, I don't even know where to go with Kansas because it's so different. Because they are the literal history of not just college basketball but basketball their court is named dr james naismith court the first coach of the school is the guy who invented basketball i mean fog allen you got adolph rub you've got dean smith wilt chamberlain and i wanted to shout out john mcclendon too because i think that he is just like a super interesting part of kansas's history that i want to deep dive into later i heard about him honestly first in the uh, boys of baltimore book talking about how he invented the fast break and how he had all these ties back to the the you know begin dawn of basketball and i just think it's cool how tied into the history of the sport that that kansas is yeah, for sure. And then they they have the the rules of basketball. You know, the thirty for thirty 
um, that was done. No place, there's no place like home, and the the rules of basketball there, and and it, it, it is fitting, right? It's yeah. like I always thought that Kansas, you know, everybody that listens to the pod knows that we're two IU homers, and we both went there. But I've always felt like there was this synergy or this connection between uh, Indiana basketball and Kansas basketball, where they kind of mirror each other with tradition and um, and you know, just some of the stories and uh some of the coaching legends and that's that type of thing um now i would trade iu uh iu success over the last 20 years with kansas (laughs) um but they 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 might trade some of our banner for some of our banners too because we we have a couple more so it's it is a um, weird thing we've talked about blue it's an interesting thing though like right like it's very very interesting um but yeah like kansas was a big get and and i'm obsessed with fog allen field house um i'm obsessed with the pay heed banner uh and so kansas was like a must and when we got it we felt really really good about ourselves yeah <laughs> we were feeling ourselves 15 final four six runner up three championships it, it and so i think that thinking about them too and talking about championships i thought again like how much is just luck right <laughs> you just oh, it's just a, a break they could have easily won including the team that we're going to talk about tonight we, we dug into this 2003 team they're certainly a championship caliber team there's there are many years where they would have won it had things and they were and, and they were in 2002 as well right you know that that's that back-to-back final four um team where they wore the same shorts so you could call our our shorts 2002 or 2003 if you wanted to um but yeah a ton ton of um ton of luck goes into winning the tournament like that's just that is what it is and you know you could look back and you could say well they were championship contenders in 02 and 03 and could have easily won those but they also could have easily lost to memphis and only had two in you know in 08 if chalmers doesn't hit the three and if john calipari's teams can ever make free throws that never never happens (laughs) um but uh yeah, I mean, it's just it it just is what it is. But the the thing that amazes me about Kansas is their consistency, and then that that thirteen consecutive or however many consecutive it was, uh, Big Twelve championships like that's insane. Um, and I remember like having conversations uh, the last couple years. Like I always think of, and for some reason, Kansas always comes to mind in this. I'm like, 150 years from now, when we're no longer here. Uh, where are they going to hang all of their uh, Big Twelve championship banners? Like, at what point? Like, how does it like? Yeah, fill you stop up? having the banners. That's what you do. Like the Celtics, like they have with the. Uh, you don't hang an individual banner for each uh, jersey that you retire. Okay. You just okay, got, so, you just have so, a you just have even, one banner with like five. Uh, right, five of them on. But there. my point is, my point is, do that. Yeah. And if you run off 150 straight Big Twelve <laughs> championships, like they were in the midst of doing that's still a shit ton of banners that they're going to have to hang just so to uh, encompass all of the years. No doubt about it. Yeah. The legacy uh, too of their home court, like the winning percentage on that. I know that's on your bucket list of home courts to see certainly on one of mine and that like 85% of the games there through the history, you know, hundred, hundred year plus history. That's incredible. You know, shows just, and it's just one of those old school places with benches instead of, you know, seats in some places that makes it's it a sound. House, yeah, right? it makes we, it sound we have crazy. A soft, we have a soft spot in our heart for anything that's named Fieldhouse. If you've listened to our pod, you know that we love Hinkle Fieldhouse. You know yeah. that I wish Maryland would have kept Cole Fieldhouse as their basketball arena. Um, and then you have Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, 
and that is for sure a bucket list. And we're going to get there. Damn you, COVID. We will get there <laughs> at some point in our lives. We will we will make it to Kansas to watch a ball game. I got I got a first audio clip. We're going to be talking about the 2003 Final Four game versus Dwayne Wade and Marquette. So I got a few audio clips. I'm going to hit the first one. Here we go. Blowout. The Kansas Jayhawks will have to start, of course, with Nick Collison, who had that monster game against Duke. The single performance of the tournament with his 33 in that win. He was sensational in that ball game. Had a stretch in seven minutes. He made 12 straight points. First team All-American. Heinrich. After an off night against Duke, boy, he came back and was the star against Arizona. He really did. He came up big. He's a second-team All-American player, first-team All-Big 12 player, a brilliant backcourt matchup with Collison. I mean, they had just an unbelievable team, starting with Collison and Heinrich, I think. Just those two guys, we had Paul Shirley on, and it is crazy to think how good that Iowa State team would have been had those two guys gone to Iowa State, but they just – fit perfectly together you know they stay for four years that they're just kind of the you know prototypical guys who could lead a college basketball team a great guard a great big guy you know both of them had great pro careers too but you can see why because they're just awesome awesome players yeah and they had to go through duke and arizona like what was mentioned that arizona team was really really good and loaded yeah um one of your favorite players duke on there get jason gardner my yeah. guy yeah yeah, my guy. Um, and then they go through Marquette, the game that we're going to talk about, uh, and they just absolutely blow Marquette out in the Final Four in D-Wade. So that that team was absolutely stacked and loaded. And then the year before, you remember, we've talked about this on the pod too, the year before was 2 when IU was there. Right. And that was when Dick Vitale was going off about reseeding the Final Four once the teams get there because he wanted the Maryland-Kansas game to be the national championship and – and not have the winner of Oklahoma and Indiana mucking up the, the championship game in, in his uh, mind, um, which we railed on and stuff. But, but So basically, you know, you look at it and they were you, – you could argue that they were basically the in the national championship game two, two years in a row with just the way that that seeding – Could have won it. So, could have yeah, won it two years in a row too. Man, that, that team was awesome. Like just the model of consistency and – and really good. What was interesting in my re interesting in my research was um, they came in, I think, number three in the country that year uh, off of that Final Four, and they lose three of their first six games. Really? Um, so there's yeah, they're sitting at three and three, and they drop in the rankings, and then and then they roll off like ten in a row. But then they lose two in a row again, and then they kind of hit their stride and stuff too. Um, but like you know. I, I don't remember that rough start. I just remember knowing that Kansas was loading. I thought that they were going to win the whole thing, you know, from the beginning of that year. And can and and I think the other the, the big favorite was uh, Arizona. Um, yeah. So they ended up in the same bracket. And, well, you know, Kansas, Arizona could have could have beat them. I mean, that Heinrich. I think one of the underrated things about him, and he became known for this a little bit as a pro, is his defense. And he closes out that Arizona mm -hmm. game with some crazy defense on Gardner. I mean, Gardner had a, a look, but I think you can attribute at least some of him missing that to Heinrich's awesome defense. It probably helped that Gardner was like five six and a half, and Heinrich is like six one or something too. Whatever <laughs> yeah, they said, Jason Gardner was at Arizona like shaved uh, four inches yeah. off of that. So if they said he was five eight, then he was really five four. Like yeah. he, he was that dude was tiny man. Yeah, uh, definitely. And Heinrich's I think list, but, listed as six four. He's a big listed as a big pretty big guard. 
Heinrich was sneaky athletic too. There's a there's a play in because I watched the Syracuse uh, Kansas 03 championship game not too long ago, and there's a play where he just casually goes baseline out of nowhere. And he doesn't have a great game that that game if I remember right, and he just jumps up between two dudes and just two hand hammers it from the baseline. And I mean, it was so quick and so smooth, but like so like wait, what the hell just happened? I rewound it like when I watched it, I'm like what in the world so yeah he was he was sneaky athletic too but yeah those teams were awesome man no doubt i think the the nice thing too is they had they've you know filled out the roster with guys who just came in too yet langford miles was just like a, a nice compliment with just like the the change of pace to heinrich and then you had uh, Graves inside, some bruises, you know, kind of bruising Bruiser, strength. Yeah. And just so uh, Aaron Miles, if I remember right, Aaron Miles breaks Gottlieb's uh, Big 12 assist record by really? the end of oh, his wow, career, I did not too. know that. Mm-hmm. That's a good stat. So he, uh, I'm almost positive on that. Um, no reference. We don't, we don't really check stats here. We just talk and see what sticks. Um, <laughs> we'll check it out. I'm he works for positive. Golden State now, the Warriors. So maybe he'll come oh, on. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. So I'm positive he did that. And then um, – Keith Langford, if you if you watch those games, such a silky smooth slasher, you know, wasn't a great shooter, and that's what got him in the in the NBA or, or killed him in the NBA. But man, he was a slasher and athletic and just silky smooth and and fun to watch. I think he has a a soft spot in a lot of uh, KU fans' hearts too. Absolutely um, so that, love yeah, him in this team game was too. Legit, man. He was unbelievable in this game. So smooth just attacking the basket right off the jump. That's actually our next audio clip, so that's perfect segue, so here we go. Langford loves to drive, and he delivers. That defense by Townsend gave the baseline drive. We've all seen Langford, a tremendous slasher to the basket. Out to Miles, and Langford will put this one away. Great leaper and Keith. We were talking about the experience for you guys having been in a Final Four last year, being such a huge edge. Was it for you guys tonight? Uh, I, I think it was this time. Uh, I, I've been thinking this whole time that experience really didn't matter, and you know we still had to play. But I think we had just a slight edge, and our experience really showed tonight. It was a big factor. Look at that, Keith Langford and you keying in on the same thing. He thought the experience of the year before, kind of the same thing, helping him get through to that championship game. And they're really close against the, the, you know, in the final as well. Just, you know, it's just a game of inches sometimes. Yeah, they they ran into Jerry McNamara. Like, McNamara is unconscious in that 03 game. Um, And then they still have a shot to to win with Keith Lee, and then you get the Hakeem Warwick block, and obviously you have Melo um, as the guy. As I was doing the research for, for the 03 hardwood history description, um, there was an interesting quote that I came across from Roy Williams and, and obviously you can't mention Kansas basketball without mentioning Roy Williams and the job he did. So two things, two things with Roy that I didn't know, um, going into the research and I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't know this, but, um, I knew that he had come in after Larry Brown, but I did not realize that that was only like a couple months after Kansas and Danny and the Miracles and they won the national championship. And then I knew that there was probation too um, with Larry Brown. I just remember hearing that about him um, and his time there. But I didn't re- I guess I just I didn't realize that Roy Williams like inherited that, you know, uh, right off the jump in there and then turned Kansas into 
what we remember him from from the early 90s on into the early 2000s and then bill self obviously taking the torch and in, in uh from him and in, in continuing that tradition so um I, I never realized that larry brown left kansas like two months after uh winning the national championship and then he also says in that 03 game that basically they played the perfect game it was like that was a crescendo of uh his time at kansas and that was like the, the they just like clicked and he says at the end like i hope we have enough left <laughs> you know like i hope we I, yeah. I hope we save some of that or you know like we played our a perfect game our perfect game we played it and we might have played it basically a game too early is what i read into that you know too yeah um, it was, was such so a weird desperately, thing right like, he was so desperately trying to get kansas a natty too right? um yeah. and that would have been a cool way for him to go he doesn't out have he, one. he doesn't natty. have one at this point either right right no he doesn't have one yeah. he didn't get one at kansas and then this is his final game at um well the marquette game is the second to last game but yeah. the 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 03 final is his and that's the i'm pretty sure that's the i don't give a shit about north carolina mm-hmm. um quote at the at the end of the game <laughs> where they're asking him and pressing him on it yeah. which probably that wasn't wasn't the right time not fair, but yeah yeah exactly but then he goes to carolina he wins three and um you know the rest is history it's so, it's so tough comes in and wins wins yeah. for kansas well yeah no kidding because we could have had bill self too right we had, we did that on a past podcast sliding doors for not, coaches this is not the podcast to go down that, uh, that i just road. think that it's so the the point in it though was like the choices that coaches have to make i was listening to pj carlissimo on uh ryan Rosillo, super good interview too just talking about his his decision to leave the hall to go out to coach in Portland, and he became the second highest paid coach in the NBA next to Pat Riley. <laughs> you know, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, do I pass? I know he had a really great thing going. He's from the East Coast, brought the hall back. He's had got all these you know fun teams, but sometimes just the allure of something is is tough to pass up and i think that you know your alma mater or just legacy it's just it's just you can't you can't pass it up sometimes well when you also have dean smith um telling you like we yeah. we need you yeah you know last time i think there's a quote where he says the last time because he he had turned carolina down before mm-hmm. a few years before and then on this last pitch dean smith said last time we wanted you this time we need you and mm. that's his you know, somewhat father figure and mentor and all that stuff. Like that's it. It's just tough. And then, and then Roy Williams even says, if if I knew how I was gonna felt leaving that room mm-hmm. after I told my players uh, at Kansas that I was leaving, I would have never done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I felt that bad about it. But you you'd know. have to wall, you'd have to wall yourself off a little bit, right? Because it would it would be hard because you put that's some tough, those though. guys put you know, their whole lives you, into that. Exactly. Exactly. But um. Yeah, he gave everything to Kansas, and uh, and then they get Bill Self, and and things continue on as normal. It must be nice to be one of those schools Roll that can on. go through a. Hey, well, you said you weren't bringing that back and, up. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, just let the success continue to roll in. Hey, talk about so we you, don't know that. So the the O three shorts. Talk about why you you chose to pick those first. Like what what are the the design elements of those that you like so much, and that fans of Kansas are going to recognize and be like, oh oh yeah, just get that oh yeah I, feeling. I love. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but those shorts were like some of my all time favorites in the early two thousands, um, and that's right just before 
Nike goes the system of of a dress or whatever the hell they call it, uh, where they made everybody like look the same, mm. and so people had distinguished uniforms, um, and they were big on the bubble look those those big bubble sides. Yeah, um, Maryland has those bubble sides too, but their logo goes above it. Um, Kansas goes actually in in the bubble, and you have KU on one side and the Jayhawk on the other. Um, they're just sweet, and if I if I remember right, Paul Pierce wore while he was there. Uh, at least one year, um, Drew Gooden warm while he was there. You you have a lot of different like all time Kansas greats that played in those uniforms too. Not just the O twos or O threes, uh, although Gooden was O two as well. Um, so it's not just Collison and Heinrich, and then that's the end of the Nike era with them too. Um, and I'm not sure if it's 04 when self comes in and switches everything and everything gets switched to Adidas. Um, but I know that they're at least Adidas by 08 when they, when they win the natty too. So, um, just kind of bringing those back and for whatever reason, I'm not the only one that loves them because we get requests for them all the time. And then even in our teasers, people are asking, you know, are you bringing back the, the O threes? Give me the Collison, give me the Heinrichs. Um, so yeah, I mean they just they just kind of stand out. There's like there's three pairs that kind of fit in that same mold to me. And in Bravogo, if he was on here, he would tell me that my design elements are off that they, <laughs> those three aren't related. Uh, but to me, like they are, uh, and it's the Texas Texas O O twos with TJ Ford when they go to Sweet Sixteen are a lot like the Marylands, and then the Marylands and the Kansases are are a lot alike to me too. And I know matt that they are different um in the logo change and everything too but it's just that same kind of style and uh i'm super obsessed with it and uh hint hint we might have some some texas tj ford we might get to launch all three of them at some point here um, nice. in the near future all right yeah i love my I love, life's work would I've still, my, my life's work will then be complete i've still got uh texas i'm i'm hoping hold not hope for a, a, a tournament run for them they were my pick earlier in the year so they got to well, stop fighting each other. I know, I know. Yeah, the the season's long. That's the tough thing. Again, a tough thing about having young, young people is like keeping it keeping it together throughout the year. I, yeah, I love the I uh, Aaron Miles he, uh, Jordan headband too. Another uh, little thing that I love that I loved in this game. I didn't love the shoes. I always look for like if there's any shoes that stand no. out to me in the game. Early two thousand, not my were favorite. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I was brutal. trying. I was trying I know, to figure. I know out. that I know that Ian Stonebrook and Nick DePaul will get on here yeah. and throw some shit out there about <laughs> yeah. some of these shoes being like great. No. Um, and I know that those guys know a million more things about shoes than I do. But yeah. I'm here to tell you, like that shit was broke. I hated all of those. I was shoes. trying to figure out if Nash, that one of the subs, if he had some kind of foam posits on. But I couldn't. I couldn't tell. And it. And it Maybe I, Langford. Langford usually wore. He had Jordan, some. Bl- though, he had some black shoes on too. I was gonna say that. Okay. He had, he had everybody else had some kind of white shoes on. He had some black shoes on. So setting himself a, apart a little bit there too. Uh, just looking a little different, playing a little different. Lefty. Just just good style. Good style to that guy's game. What else stood yeah, out man. to you? Uh, let's talk about a few of the game the game moments. Anything stand out? So I mean, it was really the first half, you know, that I think they established control, and it was tough. I mean, Dwayne Wade, despite them not winning, he looks awesome in this. I mean, he he glides around the court and is clearly an incredible player. And uh, you know, Kansas just uh, they're just a, they're just a better team. You know, he was he was maybe the best player on the the floor besides Langford but I mean not his team just wasn't on the same on the same caliber on this night 
Well, I was the one who suggested that we watch this game, and then I did not watch the game. Um, <laughs> I looked at the score, and uh, the score told me everything I needed to know. So yeah. I know that team. Yeah. I've watched that team multiple times in, in different games um, that I've watched. And so I just said, "The hell with it! I'm not watching that game. I'll let Meyer watch it and tell me what happens." Well, good. I'm gonna um, keep. I'm gonna keep breaking point. it down to you for you then. It's like a. It's like a 33 point blowout in the final four. Like I don't need to watch that shit. Like I'll watch something better. <laughs> well, they're 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 fun to watch just because they are like super fast breaking team. So Kansas just runs an incredibly like modern offense, like grabbing it off the rim. Billy Packer still on the call too. Outlets. He's yep. He's on the call. And just just a super fast game that that is really exciting from from the jump, um, and they look they look awesome. I also had to point out, I uh, can't wait to see small desks back. I'm kind of tired of watching all the announcers sit 32 feet apart. <laughs> At the end of the game, the guys are all sitting right next to each other. I'm like, wow, that looks so strange right now. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing everybody 22 feet apart, like exaggerated desk spaces. So I'm really hoping those go away after the COVID. It's not just a permanent feature on these desks. I think it looks a little yeah, silly. I'll keep I'll keep my comments myself on all yeah that. yeah <laughs> well let's hit the the 199 moment because we got a we got a heinrich one that's that's pretty good here we go pro line is 23 feet four inches the college line is 19.9 19 feet nine inches again the jayhawks trying to get numbers pull up three heinrich Heinrich, make sure he's on the behind the three line. Yes. Oh, Collison and Heinrich, two guys that were co-Mr. Basketball in high school in Iowa, played together for so long, just had a feel for themselves there. Forces Marquette to take the timeout. You can see Heinrich in the corner. He looked down to make sure the toes were not on the line. They just break their back with those three. So, you know, he's pulling up at the top of the key. You know how you know how that is, too. Uh, playing the basketball you have if you can just dribble up don't even need to pass and just pull up for three and splash it on people when you're already on a run it just is like crippling to the other team and then there's literally nothing than a pull-up transition three to murder somebody uh, just kill, just kill <laughs> someone's spirit right like you just what am i supposed so to good. do what am i supposed to do you know and and then the other one too he, he gets it and and uh he has enough time to like look down you know look down at the at the three-point line get his feet behind it and still get it's like where is everyone it just it, was nowhere it nowhere. was a 33 point win or whatever <laughs> it was like yeah they weren't there they weren't there like if you were looking for Marquette to do anything in this game, we picked the wrong game. No. If, if we ever do, if we ever do a Marquette game, in fairness, yeah, we'll do oh, the, 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 the game before. Game oh my gosh! It, well, yeah, they, and they coming in Kentucky. where you've got Deaner and Novak, and when they were calling those guys out because I'd you know forgotten about them a little bit, and hadn't looked at them as much. But I was like, wow, that, you know, I can't believe it was this, you know, because those guys seem like a nice compliment to take on Kansas, but they just had bad. Both of them had bad games. They're just. Had they had no, storm, they had no answers. Yeah, they, they ran no into a, they ran into a great team, perfect storm, and Hit. that that can happen, man. Absolute that can happen. Absolute buzzsaw. So, um, the what age the best? I had uh, the Kansas fast break, completely looking completely modern, and Dwayne Wade looking just unbelievable. That guy, <laughs> that young athletic Dwayne Wade. I'm willing to go back and watch that uh, that Kentucky game because it's fun to watch that guy play yeah, basketball. Triple double in that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the uniforms. I say the uniforms every time you Absolutely. ask me. You're right. Or we do this thing. Oh, I, one thing I was uh, going to ask have you the, about. We have the 03 Marquettes, too. So, And we have the white version of those coming out in March.
March. One thing I want to get your take on the uniforms move a little bit. Uh, do you are you a they fan do. of that? They kind of like swoosh back and forth, and I was like, I miss. I kind of miss that. It looks kind of cool. They do. Well, they're a little bit baggier. Yeah, a lot baggier. Yeah, and they're a lot baggier, so there's a lot more room. I remember D Wade's D Wade's jersey would like flow around all yeah. over the place. I always felt like. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of material there, man. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna flow around. It's gonna move around. I liked it though. Like it, it makes it look like makes them look faster almost, or something like. They're that. They're not nearly as sleek though, too. Like you know, Nike is fine tuned the performance of the yeah. of those jerseys. I mean, that's shit, well, they don't weigh anything anymore. I think it's more like ago. a it's more like a weight. Anymore. Yeah, and, and like the um the stitching and stuff moved differently because that was like a heavy stitching and embroidery and all that that good stuff of yesteryear no doubt we got anything else man no sir all right i'm gonna get you out of here thank you for listening to the 19.9 podcast if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast make sure you do and while you're at it leave us a rating or review it helps keep us going we also have links to all of 19.9 social media so you never miss a release Until next time.